of stuff on your mind and it's feeling unclear, just hop on the mic and speak without fear. Let's air out. What's up, guys? We have a very special guest hosting the show today. And his name is Aaron Brock. Very pleased we were able to secure Aaron Brock for the 11th episode of Aaron Arrowed on November 18th of 2021. Uh, we're we're well into the, the next decade of Aaron Arrowed, if decades were weeks, and weeks were actually just once a week. Uh, but happy to be here after a, a long and fruitful week we had at UPS. The UPS man, who is also, what a renaissance man I am, a UPS driver assistant, uh, a U- failing YouTuber, and a podcaster. I, I can do it all, you know what they say. I never know how to start these things. These are actually the hardest parts. I know what I want to talk about today. I know my topics, but just uh, getting to those topics, I don't really know the segue and how to smoothly interweave that into this. I always, that's why hitting the record button so hard because I don't know what I'm going to say initially, which so I just end up like vamping and just making stuff up like this just to try and fill air until I can kind of find my way into what I want to talk about. Oh, which we might as well just talk about work. Let's just get it out of the way. You guys are all probably at work right now, slaving away. And I'm, I mean, I'm at work too when you're listening to this. If you're listening to this Friday morning, Friday afternoon, I'm probably riding in the side of a UPS truck, wind blowing through my hair, package in my arms, just hopping in and out of the truck, dropping them off to people. But the job is actually going really well. I'm really enjoying it. It really fits into like the niche of what I seem to enjoy, uh, which is uh, exploring neighborhoods, being outside and walking. It was like my three favorite things I like to do in my spare time. Uh, whenever I was like procrastinating doing something, I'd just go for a walk and wander through neighborhoods and look at houses and like looking up streets when I'm driving by and like, I wonder what's up there. I wonder what those houses are like. I wonder what this long winding driveway would lead to and what kind of house is there. And now I get to go explore all that. And it's nice being a UPS, UPS boy. Uh, I was worried that people would like be upset with me and like I'd have a lot of rowdy customers. But it turns out people... Of all uh, economic classes, love the UPS man. I uh, have some kind of power that I'm, I'm bringing you a gift every single day, a parcel, which who knows what's inside. No one knows. I am I am Santa Claus. I pretty much every single day, I get a, we get a truck full of deliveries that we bring to all the houses and we get one day to deliver it. And then we do it all again the next day. So uh, no, no one's yelled at me yet. No one's been too upset at me. Uh, we did have our first... I guess not our first. Jeff's probably had plenty of uh, angry people yell at him. Not not a ton, though. Majority are nice. We did have one lady in Uptown Waterloo uh, upset at us. You can't park your truck there. You gotta move your truck now. And then uh, we were parked. Uh... <laughs> Aaron, focus. So, normally UPS drives brown mail trucks, which I'm sure you've seen all around. They got the you know, the sliding door at the side so you can hop in and out. And then there's like a little door inside the cab that you can walk back to the parcels. It's super convenient, super easy to sort all the stuff we have. Very nice for delivering uh, parcels. And, you know, like in an efficient manner, Jeff can go back into the back of the truck, sort things out while I'm delivering it to the customer or bring it to the door or whatever I'm doing. You know, if I'm, well, that's all I'm doing. That's my only role is to get the parcels to the people. I should just start closing my eyes when I do my podcast because I get distracted too much. I'm going to try this because when I, last night I was like doing a podcast in my head of all the things I would talk about 
and when I was going to sleep and had to turn my mind off. So I think I'm going to try this. I'm going to close my eyes and see if uh, the non-visual distractions will help. So normally we have those brown UPS trucks, uh, but unfortunately the one we had on Tuesday, the dashboard went out. So the speedometer wasn't work or the speedometer. The like the turn signals weren't working on our on our end. Like they were working on the truck, but we couldn't tell if our hazards were on, if our turn signal were on, couldn't tell if our lights were on, any of that. Just a dead dashboard. So I guess the mechanics at the the depot are working on that. And in the meantime, we have to drive like a, a rental truck. It's a, it's just a cube van, essentially a Jameson truck rentals cube van. That uh, there's no you can't walk to it into it from the cab so jeff has to get out and walk all the way around to the back of the car- truck every time he has to get a parcel for me and like to sort things uh every essentially he sorts things out then every time we take a turn just top everything topples over in the back and he has to resort them and pick things up and things get missed so we gotta like redo our routes and like spin around and go back to places we've already delivered to it's a hassle um and also people don't really recognize that we're ups now they think that we're just like people who rented the truck and are parking it in very like inopportune places for them so we had parked in Uptown Waterloo, like off to the side, and there were, uh, like you know how they have like the indents in the in the roads, so, like so you can park cars. Uh, and we had parked beside this one, you know, sedan. We were just planning. We had to like drop off like two packages, so we were just gonna in and out two minutes, no problem. We're not expecting anyone to be there. And immediately, as soon as we're at the back of the truck getting parcels, this old lady comes out. You gotta move that now. Move that now. I'm getting out of here. I'm not gonna wait for you. I'm like, oh no, here we go. But Jeff immediately goes, chill out, lady. Like, we're going to be here. Like, ask nicely. What are you doing? And then, like, it clicked a light bulb in my head. I didn't realize, like, we can do that? We can talk to them that way? I thought we had to, like, put on the customer service voice, like, I'm so sorry, ma'am. We'll get out of your way right now. But no, Jeff's just like, he's not having any of it. He's like, she's not our boss. Who cares? Like, if she calls into UPS and says, oh, they were parked on the side of the road, UPS would be like, yeah, that's what they do. Who cares? They're not going to get rid of Jeff for one complaint from an old lady. That was nice. I like that we can uh, we can talk back now. So as soon as that happened, I turned around and told this lady, and if you, the next time you, I'm going to, and that's final. And she, yeah, she was shocked. She, uh, she couldn't believe that we said that to her. Uh, she just, it just blew her mind. And it was, it was so satisfying. I've never gotten to talk back to a customer. Uh, it was great to see though. But I'm really enjoying the UPS so far. It's uh, I'm getting full time hours. I'm pretty much a full time. I'm a full time driver assistant. I am a full time assistant, assistant to the regional driver. That is me, Aaron Brock. And that's I didn't have a ton of UPS stories this week, honestly. Um, I did. Uh, there's one. Uh, there's one awkward moment. Uh, so we deliver in. Uh, I guess I told you before. Like uptown Waterloo is like also like, the historic neighborhood. All the old houses and tiny streets. So we're constantly like shifting between like dental offices and law offices in these old houses and actual people living in houses so we pull up to one house and it's called the latimer center on the door so i'm like okay this is a business so i'm just gonna walk in on businesses you just walk in the front door like go put it on the front uh front desk ask the receptionist her name and then you walk out super super simple and then for residences you just ring the doorbell leave the package on the front door if it doesn't need a signature or if it needs a signature or it's like an expensive item we've got to wait for someone to come and like hand off to them so we can like confirm that someone has the parcel if it goes missing for some reason. We can be like, hey, that guy took it. We know that guy has it. Which that was actually a, a thing that happened today. One of the other drivers pulled up to him, to us and was complaining that apparently she got in trouble for losing a $3,000 Louis Vuitton bag. She had, I guess, delivered it to the wrong house. 
and the person who she gave it to, like, uh, when she said, uh, is, your, is this package for, I don't know, Rebecca? I don't know what the name was. And she's like, yeah, uh, I'm Rebecca. And so she gave her the package. The lady went inside, and then she gets called. The UPS driver gets called. That's like, hey, this very expensive parcel is missing. Uh, where is it? She goes, oh, I delivered it to the house on the address. The house on the address. The house address on the parcel. And it turns out it was the wrong address. Like, it, it happens. They're looking at numbers and addresses all day. They get the numbers screwed up. It's it's very easy when you're reading that tiny font on those stickers. Like, sometimes Jeff will drive into the wrong house, and I'll read the package. It's like, oh, hey, it's actually a... It's not West Court Plaza, it's West Court Crescent, or it's not, you know, West Mount, it's West, whatever, you know? Similar names, similar numbers, sometimes 285 and 235, they look very similar. So she'd give it to the wrong house, and then of course they go back to this lady like, hey, we gave you the package, it's a very expensive bag, which I'm sure after she accepted the parcel, and then opened it up and see it's a very expensive bag, she knew what she's got. So immediately she's like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about, I don't I don't have that, I, I don't have that parcel. And I, I don't know the conclusion of the story that I'm telling you. It literally happened this afternoon. She pulled over and started uh, talking to us. So I guess they got to sort that out. This lady has now uh, stolen the bag. And I guess it's up to UPS to reimburse them because they put it in the wrong place, which I'm sure UPS can afford it. They're a, probably a billion-dollar company, I'd say. That makes sense to me. But uh, my back to my experience, I pull up to the house. Uh, this old building sits a Latimer Center on the side. So I assume this is a an office building of some sort, walk in the front door to be greeted by a family just uh, eating breakfast, sitting at the kitchen table, and I'm now standing uh, in their front hallway. They've got, like, all their shoes beside me. Two of their dogs run up and, like, come start sniffing me. They're chilling, and I'm just, like, staring at them awkwardly holding a parcel just in, like, a high-vis vest that doesn't... You can't, It does say UPS, but you can't really see it. I'm just awkwardly standing there, just, like, bend over, place the package on the ground, say, hello, and just slowly back out the door. As they, like, with mouthfuls of bacon in their mouth, stare at me, wondering who, who just barged into the door holding a parcel. So, I, and then now, every time we get that house, I'm, like, placed on the front step, ring the doorbell, and just sprint back to the van so they don't have to see me. So, that was, like, my only experience. Other than that, it's, we do pretty much, like, the same businesses every day, the same houses. A lot of the same house get the same, del- not the same deliveries, but, like, deliveries every single day at these houses. People are very frequent. So you can know, like, who are the online shoppers and who aren't. Because you're pretty much living the same places over and over again throughout the week. Then you get a few like new ones sprinkled in. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm enjoying it. We're two weeks in and probably got six weeks to go of looking like seven to eight hour days every day. It's only going to get busier. Uh, it's getting darker quicker. So like uh, Tuesday we were working till 6.15 and by 5 o'clock it's pitch black. So like seeing, finding where you're going. If you guys want to help up your local delivery drivers, turn on your lights outside. It's very useful. Even if you're not expecting a package, it's nice for us to even just find out where we are on the street and what number we're at. So we're not just like pulling up to the house and immediately stopping and screeching to a halt in front of the house. Turn on your lights. You know, when you go to bed, turn off your lights. Your local delivery drivers and postal workers will very much appreciate it. That is the, that's the weekly UPS talk. That's weekly weekly work talk. I was hoping that I was going to be more productive this week. We talked about my my accountability board last time, and I mean, it's looking better this week. Uh, We've been waking up, well, the first three days we didn't wake up. We woke up on time for yoga, which I'm still counting as on time. I didn't skip yoga or sleep in, or like go for a nap after yoga, yoga, yoga. But today was actually the first day I actually got up at 6.30 and was like, get up and don't you don't have to do something, just like get up. And I just like went on my computer to listen to some music and just like had a good time. And just, you know, train myself to just get up and get out of bed rather than I was getting up, 
being like, why am I up at 6.30 and immediately getting back in bed for my alarm at 7.40 and then waking up at like 7.30, changing my 7.40 alarm to 7.55 and then waking up at 7.55, putting on yoga clothes and going downstairs. So that habit has got to change, which hopefully this is a new sign. Uh, the being productive though has not been good. After uh, a full day at work, sitting at the computer editing is uh, not really that exciting. Not something I'm looking forward to. So I did put together like half the weekly wander. A very rare problem in this week's weekly wander is that I talked too much. And I have uh, too much footage and too much content in like like 45 minutes of me constantly talking about things and going over stories. So I think I'm going to have to break that up into a two-parter. Maybe do one out on Friday today and another one out on Saturday. Uh, so a two-part weekly wander. Hopefully you can see that soon. Uh, probably gonna have to edit that tomorrow or if I'm really feeling up to it, edit it after this, this podcast is done, edit the podcast tomorrow morning as usual, as per usual. So the productivity has dropped. I was supposed to like, I filmed it last weekend when I was back home, Monday, Tuesday, I was like, I'm going to edit these Monday and Tuesday and then I can put it out Wednesday. If I needed to, I can really edit it Wednesday. And then just none of that happened because I was working till five, six o'clock, start out and I come home, make dinner and then it's like seven o'clock. And then I've been playing my guitar. That's a that's something we have actually gotten back into. I started a, another beginner, beginner guitar lesson. I pro, I'm probably the most experienced beginner guitar player out there. I've done about four different beginner guitar lessons, like week-long lessons, not just one quick, hey, these are the strings, these are the frets, here's what you do. I'm talking like 20-minute videos, 10 of them. You work through all of them. They teach you some basic chords. I've done those so many times because I've quit and restarted guitar so many times. And like I like I just forget things about it. So hopefully this time it really sticks. And I continue to learn songs and learn the basics again. I can. The only things I remember, like, there's a few songs I was working on before I quit. Uh, honestly, the last time I played was like August. August of, no, not even August. I bought my guitar August last year. So the last time I played it was probably like April, April of this year. So what is that, like seven months off? Uh, and I can only remember, I remember Crazy Train and uh, not even like the whole song, just that do 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 I can just play that part. Pretty, at a pretty good tempo, pretty close to the actual tempo of the song. And what's that called? Come As You Are, Nirvana. Just those parts, not like the full song or anything, just those riffs are the only part I remember. Because I can kind of like, I know they're only in two strings, so I can kind of like just sail my way around. It's like two strings and like four frets. So I just play through all the notes. I can usually like just piece together what part I'm missing. But there are other songs like Freebird I was working on for a while uh, before I quit, and More Than a Feeling, Landslide. Uh, and I'm sure if I just like looked up where the like the fingerings are on it and like what the frets are, I could pretty easily pick that back up in my muscle memory. But really, right now I got to focus on getting my calluses back on my fingers because they're they're really soft and squishy and sore, and it, it hurts right now to play guitar and like push down on those frets. So hopefully that comes back. Uh, I've read every day. That's been fine. My ten thousand steps gotten every day, and I've been socializing more. This uh this podcast has done wonders for my ability to think, no, to speak without thinking. That's actually that's been great. Uh, so like I just kind of talk more. I find and like I'm more comfortable talking. And just like when something pops in my head, I usually just say it. 
rather than being like, should I say this? And then, I mean, a year ago, the answer was always no. Should I say this? No, absolutely not. Keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything. But now I'm like, what's going on? <gasps> I swore. I can censor that, actually. You won't even hear that. You'll just hear the beep. What was I saying, though? I got, I got thrown off by my own potty mouth. Uh, I said, F it. I don't. It's like about calluses. Socializing. Socializing. Yeah, I just, things come in my head and I just say them. I'm not too worried anymore, and it feels good. It feels uh, feels more natural. I'm not worried about strangers. So, soon we'll be we'll be socializing with the best of them, which actually, I, uh, in, in future news, I signed up for skating lessons uh, in Waterloo here, starting in January. I was looking for things to do, and I was like, maybe I should learn something. And I've always wanted to learn how to skate, because I think it'd be fun to, like, play hockey and stuff, and even just like skate around i'm just an ankle breaker right now like they are fragile i skate and i'm just i'm vibrating on my two little ankles and my feet get sore and it's it's awful i've never skated uh like uh, consistently in my life it's like i've maybe skated five or six times in my 27 years of life so that'll be a very fun it's an adult class so it's 18 plus only so i'm hoping like, I don't think older people really learn how to skate because, like, if they fall on the ice, they're just going to shatter, you know? So it's got to be people close to my age that are, like, like-minded like me that are like, hey, I never learned how to skate, but I want to. And then if this goes well, maybe in the summer I'll take swimming lessons. And then, like, I'll be ready to take on any sport. Land sports, ice sports, or water sports. I'll be able to do it all. I could I could podcast on skates. The first uh, Aaron Arrow on ice. Buy your tickets now. Pre-order today. So hopefully that uh, that pans out in January. January 8th is when I start, so keep that in your mind. I'm sure that will provide some good podcast content. But until then, we got we got six weeks to fill of glorious, glorious content. Which uh, is something I want to talk about. I mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago or last week that to get sponsorships for the podcast, you have to have 50 listeners. And we're at like 26. Uh, the numbers are dwindling. People are people I know are getting sick of me, which which is fair. Uh, I don't blame them. I definitely go through periods of uh, like you find a YouTube channel, like oh my god, this is the greatest YouTube channel I've ever found. It perfectly fits all my interests, and it's funny and it's relatable, and I I'll actually I absolutely love what they're doing. And then like two weeks later, you're like, I'm never gonna watch this channel again. I'm sick of it. I don't want to watch the new videos. Unsubscribing done with it and then it just sits near a subscription box and you just watch videos pile up when you at one point you were watching absolutely everything in their back catalog so i'm sure that's happening with people here they uh you know it happens your interests change people like new things so i don't blame them but we we do need to build this audience back up which means i need to start advertising this podcast which means i need to make a channel trailer for this podcast channel trailer podcast trailer like a five-minute little thing that I can throw up on Spotify and all the the podcast channels so that people can just, like, listen to that and kind of get a sense of what this podcast is uh, before, like, just diving in. I think if someone just listened to episode one, it's, it's not going to catch them. It's not going to loop them in unless they already had, like, a experience with me. I think you're better off, if someone does discover the podcast, like, to listen to the newer ones and then work backwards and, like, get to the older stuff and, like, have an appreciation for how far I've come rather than listening to the first one be like this guy's podcast is absolutely terrible I'm never listening again so I gotta make a channel trailer 
which I need you guys' help. I need the people. It's a great opportunity I'm uh, presenting here. Uh, and hopefully people actually take me up on this. And well, let me explain what it is first. I want to, I'm going to record my little channel intro. And then I want to kind of do like a, uh, don't just take my word for it. Here's what my listeners have to say. And then I'm going to, I need you guys to record some like audio clips of you saying what you think about the podcast. And when I initially thought of this idea, I was like, I want you guys to say like, you know, like good quotes that you'd say like, oh, Aaron's podcast, you know, really gets me through my work day. And it's like super enjoyable and relatable and like stuff like that. And just like talk about why you guys listen to the podcast. That was my initial thought. And if you want to do that, go right ahead. I'm not gonna, you know, I'll use whatever you can give me if you guys give me anything. Uh, which, I mean, if you don't get anything, then I'm going to have to start reaching out to you one by one on Facebook. And then you're going to be in that awkward position of either making up an excuse of why you can't record a 20-second audio clip of you saying something for me. Or uh, you can just straight out have to, like, tell me no. Vlad will be like, no, I'm not doing that. And then I'm going to, like, resent you for the rest of your life and probably never speak to you again. So to avoid that, you can just send me a audio clip of you not just saying good things. This is what I thought of on the way home which I think it would suit my podcast way better if you actually said bad things about my podcast. I just, I think it'd be really funny if I like hyped up my podcast myself and like, well, don't just take my word for it. Here's my listeners have to say. And you it's just like clips of like six different people, like just trashing my podcast. Like, I don't know why I listen every week. Honestly, it's so boring and miserable. It's the low point of my week. It is, it ruins my Friday every Friday. I used to look forward to the weekend and now I don't anymore. Things like that. I mean, if if you're not that creative, you can just take one of those quotes and throw it out there. But, you know, say something. I want you to say something mean about me, really. And then I can kind of like play around that with, with my own, uh, you know, I can improv on that stuff. So if you would kindly, I will set up a Gmail account. I actually already have the Gmail account. Aaron.brockcreative. I'm going to pause and actually find out because this is important. Okay, yeah, I will put this. How do I already have emails on this? I'll put this in the description of the podcast as well, but it's aaron.brockcreations at gmail.com. A A R O N dot B R O C K creations, C R E A T I O N S. All the words are spelled exactly as they are at gmail.com. Or you can copy and paste it from the description, as I said. So if you could, I mean, look, you have to include your name if you don't want your name in it. I don't, I mean, I'm, I'll probably be able to figure out who it is just based on your voice, but maybe not. Like you can make up an anonymous email and send me a quick audio clip recorded on your phone. I don't need it high quality or whatever. I just want the voice of the people, you know, saying some things about the podcast, preferably mean things about my podcast, but whatever, whatever you feel most comfortable with, uh, I just, I want some you know, I'll take anything from you guys, please, please. And like, my, here's my offer to you. I am, as you know, a very lazy person. So the chances of me recording a new channel trailer, incredibly slim. Like I'm going to make this and it's going to stick on this channel forever. So in the very slim, tiny, minuscule chance that this podcast actually takes off and gets a bigger audience than the 25 people I know, you will forever be immortalized on this channel. And you can always point to people and say, hey, that, ch- that third voice in the channel trailer, that's me. I helped build Aaron Air out. I know that guy, and I was instrumental in expanding his podcast. I'm giving you guys that. 
Like that's an opportunity of a lifetime. It's better than money, it's exposure, which is what every artist wants, exposure. We don't need money, we need people to see our stuff. So if you wouldn't mind doing that for me and sending me an email of your lovely voices, I know it's a little intimidating because I have this great voice you guys listen to all the time. Uh, It would be a huge help for me and I'd be very thankful. And it would also mean I don't have to message you guys personally and ask you and beg you and plead with you to just please give me something. And then if you guys still didn't give me something, then I and then I got to like start doing my own voices. I'm like, Aaron's podcast is not very good. Oh, Aaron, your podcast not good. Uh, it's not good listening. See, and that's I can't do stuff like that. Like I, I'm not good at voices. I don't know how to manipulate my voice in the way like doing accents or impressions. I don't know how to do that. I don't have the vocal control. It's just this one monotone blah. That's all I got. I only got the one dial. So please, please, please uh, send me something. And that's it. That's all the begging and pleading I'm going to do. Now we can actually get into the episode. Which uh, this kind of just popped up in my head. Something that I never really talked about to anybody. Not because it's like bad stuff, but like... Uh, the fact that I was a boy cub, a cub, a cub scout, a boy cub scout, and a boy scout. I think, I think you're just a cub. I think I was just a cub, a cub scout, and then a boy scout. I don't know why that progression goes from bear to human. I was just a cub, and then I became a boy. First I was a cub. I was petrified. Then I was a boy, and I feel, fell inside. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to talk about Boy Scouts. I was the first Allendale Scout Troop is the topic of today. My, uh, I don't remember a ton of it, but there's a, there's a few stories rattling around in my brain uh, from my time in the Scouts. Uh, I was also a girl guide for a good amount of time because my sister was and I felt a little left out. So I always went to, to, girl, gu- to girl guides with my, my mom and sister. So, you know, I, I don't really remember a lot from that either, though, except for like good pancakes and uh turkey stuffing and dressing with sausage in it but the focus will be on my time with the boys not the men the boys so without further ado let's transition into that as i go pee do, 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 do. Musical interlude. all right let's get into some scouts let's get into some boys so the way i got into uh cubs was from my friend ryan he uh, his mom went used to babysit my sister and i after school she was like a quick walk from our elementary school a second act i maybe i shouldn't who cares you guys know my elementary school this doesn't that doesn't matter you're not gonna be able to track me down like where i live now based on where my elementary school is oh but i think that is a security question though uh for some of my accounts so if you're trying to steal my identity there's one of the there's one of the answers I'm not going to give you my mother's, mother's maiden name, though. So you just get the elementary school. Yeah, I would go to Ryan's house after school, and he was a Cub Scout. And, like, he kept trying to, you know, get, get me into it and talk me into, like, going to that stuff. But I wasn't really a big fan of, like, socializing, if that's not a big surprise, and, like, meeting new people, doing new things. That wasn't really my uh, my, my vibe. I liked uh, to go home, play video games, go to sleep, and then go back to school and just see my regular old friends. No, not about that adventurous lifestyle. And so at Ryan's house, my mom worked, uh, not at Ryan's house, she worked a uh, nine to five as a travel agent. 
And when I say nine to five, it really meant she worked like eight thirty to whenever she decided to leave the office. So sometimes it was five. A lot of the times it was like five thirty. Sometimes it was five forty five. And on one night I remember she just like she just wasn't showing up. Uh, and then Ryan's mom comes in. She's like, "Hey, so Aaron, what do you uh, what do you want for dinner tonight? Like, would you want a chicken or turkey? I don't know what those were the options. Probably not chicken or turkey. I doubt people just have turkey. She had just had a turkey lying around, but you know." She gave me some options for dinner. And I was like, uh, how do you know what I'm going to have for dinner at home? Like, that doesn't make any sense. She goes, oh, you're staying here tonight. Uh, we're going to go to Cub Scouts. Cubs, is it Cub Scouts? It just feels so weird saying Cub Scouts. Cub Scouts. Yeah, it's a Cub Scout. That's a, that sounds awful. The Cub Scouts. Uh, I guess it was, yeah, it was Beavers, Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts. Yeah, so I got... Uh, I got forced into going to, I didn't really have a choice to go to Cub Scouts. Like, my mom was just like, you know what? We're just not going to get Aaron tonight. We're just going to leave him at Ryan's house, and then he can go to Cub Scouts with Ryan and meet those new kids. So I did. So at, I want to say it started at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock you start. We went to a church. We were part of the first Allendale Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts. And there was... Oh... I don't even know how many of us there were. 10? 12? Something, a number around there. Double digits, but not like a huge amount of kids. And there were um, uh, five leaders. Five leaders? I gotta, hold on. Yeah, so there were one, two, three, four, five, six. There were probably like four or five. I want to say there were four or five leaders. And if you don't know the leaders in Boy Scouts uh, or Cub Scouts, this is going to get so frustrating hearing me say this over and over again, but you're stuck with it. We're named after uh, Jungle Book characters. Uh, so the scout leader would be Aquila, uh, which is like the, the wolf that I think uh, raised Mowgli, the lead wolf. And they had uh, Baloo, Bagheera. Uh, we didn't have... I'm looking at a, a Google search on my screen next to me, which is why I'm pausing. But Baloo, Bagheera. I know we had a Bagheera, an Aquila. Uh... We had a Ricky Tiki Tavi. That's one like I remember the most. Although not because like he was a great guy. He was a an odd duck. He uh he looked like Ned Flanders. If you want to picture him in your head, Ricky Tiki Tavi. Fun to say though, Ricky Tiki Tavi. Ricky Tiki Tavi. I don't even know what character in Jungle Book that is, but um Haythi. We had a Haythi, yeah. I wanna say those were Baloo, Akila, Bagheera, Ricky Tiki Tavi. Bagheera was Ryan's mom. She was a she was a scout leader. Akila was this guy Rob, I think. Ricky Tiki Tavi, I don't know his I don't remember his actual name. I know his son's name. Uh, he went to he was in the Innisdale music program with me. After I don't think he remembered me though from a uh, from Cub Scouts. He was a he was a character too. He was a uh, like his dad. I don't know an odd duck. Yeah. So uh, at seven o'clock we roll up to this church, and. It's all empty, and there's just all these, you know, kids there in their, their red Boy Scout shirts. Uh, sometimes we had the like the formal uniforms. We had to wear those on occasions. Uh, if you've seen them, like with the sash and like the, I think it's a brown shirt. I don't know the tan shirt. I'm colorblind. You know, don't don't hate me. Uh, but most of the time, it's just like wear pants and uh, your red shirt, and you're good to go. And then we do like activities like uh, play dodgeball, uh, play ship to shore. Uh, if you don't know ship to shore, I think that's what it's called is where the leader will just like call out like a port starboard and then the other sides of the boat which i don't remember and then like you run to the corresponding end of the gym 
and if you run the wrong way, you're like you're out. Um, that and we played uh, whittling. That was a that was a thing. Uh, you had to have a knife. You had to buy a knife to be a boy scout. Uh, and then before going camping, this this story is all over the place. As I just like remember it, as I talk about it, I'm sure as I talk more about it, like new memories are going to come up. But you guys used to listen to this podcast and how it has no coherence to it whatsoever. You just have to deal with it. So we're at the church. Play a lot of dodgeball. Oh, I guess we, no. Here's what we do first. We do the, you know, like your introduction thing. There's the little, the little ceremony, the flag ceremony. So there's, a, there's like a Canadian flag. I want to say like a British flag because it's all about like the Queen, and then like the Cub Scout flag or the Boy Scout flag. Um, I feel like there's a fleur de lis in there too at some point somewhere in there. Uh, but you all like stand in a circle around the flag, and you uh, recite your uh, your Boy Scout motto: "Always be prepared." Uh, and then the scout promise, which this is purely off the head, by the way. I looked it up, and it was not the same as the one I know, but it was, like, similar. Uh, and the Boy Scout promise was, I promise to do my best to love and serve God, to do my duty to the Kreen, to keep the law of the Wolf Cub Pack, and to do a good turn for somebody every day. And that was, like, the stressful one, because they go around the circle and ask people to recite, you know, hey, Aaron, do the Boy Scout uh, motto. Do your best. That was the best one to get you could always nail it uh but the scout promise was tough like getting that one is pressure there's pressure on there because it was like five or six lines you had to remember it i feel like we sang okan or something too i always felt like there's three things we had to do at the start of every meeting around that circle before we got to play dodgeball or tie some knots or you know whittle a stick or something and it was very looking back it's like it's a little culty you know a little weird i uh i definitely did not keep that promise to to love and serve god i did not not a single day of my life have I loved and served God. Uh, doing my duty to the queen. I don't know what what, was it, what kind of duties are we doing for her. We're, <laughs> we're playing dodgeball over here and playing ship to shore. I don't know what, what the queen's like. Yes, ex- exactly as I planned out for those Canadian boys. After we, like, we have a, we're separated from the queen. Do they know that? We're not, Canada is like its own thing now. The queen doesn't really have a lot of say in what we're doing over here. I think though, am I am I wrong? Am I am I backwards on this? And the Queen does rule Canada, and I thought it was just uh the prime min, the prime minister. Is there a sub prime minister? Prime minister. That's like a church thing, isn't it? Is that where prime minister comes from? Is that why? What's the difference between a prime minister and a president? I don't know. I'm gonna have to look that up. I don't know what. Why would some countries choose a prime minister and others have a president? Was there like a historical thing? Like Canada came after the United States. You'd think after the United States separated, which I mean, they did it way more violently. They're like, hey, screw you, Britain. We're not doing this no more. Whereas Canada's like, um, hey, could we like do our own thing maybe? Do you think maybe we could um, like be Canada and not be Britain, please? And the United States is like, we're just going to, kill all you and then i guess canada's like no okay yeah they got a president we're not gonna do that though we we, hey queen we promise we're not gonna do the whole president thing we're gonna have a prime minister i don't know i'm getting off track here as usual so we did our boy scout our our three chants and then we'd be like in the church basement there'd be like a long table and you'd discuss uh camping and you know doing your trips uh thinking about what badges you want to go for working on some badges um a whole bunch of stuff like that like the meetings themselves at the church i don't uh recall a ton of stuff from 
because a lot of it was like the same stuff every day you're just you're doing crafts and playing around with kids and like doing fun stuff um most of my memories come from like the camping stuff and like the outdoors events uh, i remember my first camping trip we went to I, don't, I wish i knew the name of it but it was like a like a camp for all kinds of uh beavers boy scouts uh girl guides girl i don't know what the the uh what's it called like the progression system of the girl guides is are they all just girl guides forever or they're like women women warriors women tourists um it's gonna be a tough one to edit there's gonna be a lot of stuff to cut out throughout this camping ground and you got to choose uh the setting different like themed camps so there were army tents and teepees those are the only ones i remember uh which really it sounds cool it sounds neat but really it was just uh what shape do you want the green canvas to be hung in so if it's an army tent it's going to be shaped in like a rectangular tent and if it's a teepee it's going to be shaped in a circular teepee that's it it wasn't that special and then you'd like they all had like wooden floors that you had to sleep on with like your little sleeping mat and sleeping bag so that was my first my very first experience and i was too scared to go by myself so i had to have my dad come along as a uh like a parental what's it called um the people who, like when teachers like do the dance and stuff um uh chauffeur no i don't know what the word is chaperone chaperone so i have my dad chaperone a chaperone is a person who accompanies and looks after another person or group of people. Yeah. So I had my dad come along and chaperone. My first one, because I was, I was too scared to go off by myself, even though I had Ryan and like I'd known these kids for probably a couple months or so, maybe less than that, maybe weeks, a few weeks. And yeah, we slept in the army tents the first time. And it was, I remember it was being really uncomfortable. I had like one of those really thin foam pads where like the one side is flat and the other side's all like bumpy in that. And a sleeping bag on top of that. I remember I was really cold. I was a very like skinny, scrawny kid. I didn't have a lot of meat. So I was just frozen. You're sleeping in all your clothes. It was probably like October, November. It was like later in the fall. And this is this is pretty early on in like in the global warming stage. This is like early two thousands. So it wasn't still like the thirteen degrees we had last Wednesday in November. This was this was some cold weather. And there's not a ton i remember for that other than being cold and ryan's uh sunglasses fell in the outhouse toilet uh, he was doing a doing a whiz and i guess he had the sunglasses on the top of his head he was very proud of these sunglasses uh he was very fond of them said they were really expensive there's no way they were that expensive for like a nine-year-old however old we were i don't know i don't know what year these were uh and someone like kicked the the outhouse door and like shook it and his sunglasses fell off into the toilet and i thought it was really funny he was devastated i was laughing my laughing my a off uh <laughs> when he came into the bathroom he's like my sunglasses fell in the poo and i looked down and like there's a pair of sunglasses in the turds like looking up at you like the the poo is wearing sunglasses it was really funny uh and then we went and found a stick and like fished him out and then we uh we washed him and i think he wore them again like that weekend like he put him back on uh, which I mean I would too if I was that attached to my sunglasses like I'm I'm a trash man I'm not I'm not afraid of that stuff uh, so I remember that I remember that's about it like I don't even know what kind of camping stuff we did there uh, I remember waking up in the morning sucks always to do dishes um I don't even remember what we ate so that's not that's not a very good story but that's like the first that's like the camping experience you would go out on a Friday night you yeah everyone meet there Friday night. You stay there till Sunday, then you come home. This one was interesting because you didn't have to set up the tents. Had other 
uh, camping excursions, we had to bring our own tents and set them up in your sleeping in tents with, like all your other your cub buddies. But yeah, this one was pre-set up tents. Yeah, sorry, that one's that was not like a very interesting story, but there was a the one that I thought of of when it made me want to talk about being a Boy Scout was uh, our trip to Fort George, which is in Niagara. And this was an interesting one because we were part of a, a War of 1812 reenactment. Uh, so it was like, it wasn't just our scout group. Like they brought in, I think this was when I was in scouts and not in cubs. I think I was a little older here because I remember Larry uh, was the, the scout leader. And yeah, after you get out of cub scouts, they lose the whole Jungle Book thing and just quiet their first names, Larry and Rob and people like that. Which one? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, Rob was a Cub Scout leader. He was, I think he was Aquila. And then his daughters, like, got promoted into Scouts. So then he became Rob. He went from Aquila, the lead wolf, to Rob, the assistant Scout leader. A little bit of a downgrade there, Rob. Yeah, so we went to Fort George, Niagara. I remember, like, the first day we were there, it was super cool. Because uh, we were, like, doing all the touristy stuff around uh niagara like going to see the falls we did the maid of the mist uh and we got to ride in like this like really comfy tour bus i remember this it was like nighttime we're driving like on the road beside the falls and like the lights there's like a little bit of dim light in the bus and it's been a long day everyone's tired and the seats are really comfy i remember that was like super chill and then cut to the next day we are in this massive field with uh scouts from all across ontario at this uh reenactment of fort george so they give us our uniforms. We were, I think we were Americans. I think we were blue. I want to say I remember being blue. Uh, so we were the bad guys. Uh, and then everyone got their own gun, which was just like uh, the kids who have done it like more years. And like, I guess our repeat ones got better guns and like had their own guns. But we just got like really crappy, like pieces of wood just cut into like somewhat the shape of a gun. And then, uh, like, the, the flintlock, uh, like, old-school rifle things that you, like, you pull it back and you pull a trigger and it clicks forward. Uh, it had, like, one of those nailed onto it, and it was equipped for shooting caps. Those are, like, little discs of caps for a cap gun, usually, like, a revolver you would have. Uh, so they just shot that. Uh, and, yeah, ours was really crappy and really heavy. Like, it was just it was a dense piece of wood, and I wasn't, I wasn't a big, strong guy. I, so like I always hated marching around with it because my arm got so sore and I'm like switching arms all the time. Oh, it was miserable. I remember it, people were like so excited to be doing this stuff. And I'm like, this sucks. Like I hate this. I don't like any part of this. Um, and like it was all building up to this big battles. So, like we do like marching drills and like practice walking around with like guns and like, uh, you know, they call it the road, the the things I know about face and march hut two left right left right and like walking in formation and like the like the two or three lines of people walking straight and like stopping on a time, like just like stuff like that. Like not a ton of fun, honestly. Uh, I remember like at night they had a big screen set up and we watched uh, the Patriot that uh, I think it was Mel Gibson movie, uh, which a dude got his head blown off by a, cat a cannon. I remember that. And that was sick to see as like a 12 year old. I was, I was fired up for that. But watching that movie, we were kind of like, I mean, hundreds of kids, are all huddled around the screen. Everyone's brought their own chair. And I remember I had to go to the bathroom. So like I got out of my chair and like I had to dance around all these kids to go to the outhouses way at the back. And then I come out from the outhouse and I'm just like staring at this big crowd. And I'm like, I don't know where I was sitting. I don't know where my friends are. 
So I'm just like standing at the back, like kind of sad and like anxious. Like I don't have a chair to sit on anymore. I'm just like watching with all these kids. That, like I think all the other the other stranded kids that went to the bathroom and didn't know where the seats were, or like the lost boys at the back, like just peering around trying to find our friends. And eventually, I had like I kind of like walked around the side and like to the front so like the screen was like illuminating people's faces and i finally spotted ryan in my empty chair and like made my way back so i caught like the end of it but there's like a good like half hour where i was just like sadly at the back of the hall you know with all the kids that had no friends too uh watching that movie so then this whole weekend culminated in the big battle of fort george which niagara on the lake is like a, it's a big uh, hot spot because it's kind of right on the border of United States and Canada, if you didn't know. So, like, that's where a lot of the battles took place because uh, the Americans were trying to take Canada, and we, we did not want them to take Canada, so we were stopping them. So they had this big battle planned out, and then really it's just, like, all the platoons marching around. Then they had, like, these general, older guys dressed up as generals who like to play dress up and pretend that they are in the war. They'd just, like, call up the commands, and then so you'd line up against a rival squad, aim uh the front row of people would squat down you'd shoot over their shoulders you go fire everyone clicks their caps and then he like kind of just the general would just like tap people on the shoulder like you're dead you're dead you're dead and if you die you just gotta like fall over and i remember like early on i was like my gun is so heavy i just like i didn't even die i just like i didn't get tapped to die but i'm just like i just decided like i'm not holding this gun anymore i just laid down like oh i've died i don't even think we we're in like a battle part like the gun shot and then like a few minutes later i'm like oh i'm dead i died a stray bullet got me and i just gave up because my arms were so sore and that was looking back at that like i don't know what i saw that reminded me of fort george but like that just just spun up in my mind you know when you get those moments where like just a memory start flooding in yeah um so that's like the main story i was in a, i was part of a war of 1812 reenactment i don't know if a lot of people can say that that's kind of a kind of a fun experience and I, f I find like i always thought i had a lot of boring stories and like not a lot happened in my life but the more i do these podcasts the more i think of things to talk about and i was like i have done like some pretty cool things um i'm not done with boy scouts I, like if in real life i am done with boy scouts i'm not still in it but like in this podcast i'm not done i'm just uh stalling and vamping right now what else i want to talk about oh there was this oh there is a there's a memory that is etched forever etched in my mind that happened at boy scouts a very cringe moment of mine that is uh i can't forget it i think if if i die and you examine my brain you will physically see this quote uh ingrained into my brain so we were at this other uh campsite it was a, it was a much nicer campsite it was like a family campground this was a more relaxed uh event this was actually a really nice place I remember they had a pool uh and like a general store you could buy like the glass bottles of coke and had a bottle opener so you crack it open like after you buy it at the store for like probably way too much money my family actually went back and camped at the same campground i don't remember its name i don't remember where it was like i had no sense of direction back then i wasn't sitting in the car you know reading the signs of where we're going i just you know you get in the car then you get out of the car at your location uh so i don't know where it was couldn't tell you anything any details about it, it had a mini putt course too i remember that mini putt uh a pool uh, and like a river running all around it very beautiful it was a really beautiful place uh really nice spot so like the first day uh it's friday so everyone was in school that day uh we're kind of ricky tiki tavi is giving us a tour this was in cub scouts if you hadn't heard ricky tiki tavi was giving us a tour around the site 
and we come to the creek and he's describing like this is the creek this is kind of the boundary we don't want people coming over here by themselves because it's a little dangerous you could slip in and fall and me being a oh just a i don't even know what you'd call it a nerd probably just being a nerd i uh i put up my hand as he's giving his his speech about i don't know something like something not relevant to what i'm about to say so he's giving a speech and then i just put up my hand and go excuse me is this a location where erosion would occur uh because in school we had just happened to talk about erosion and i was like i learned something new that day i never heard about erosion before which is the uh the wearing down of like a, a sand wall due to water you know water just chips away at the land so we're standing next to Creek and go, is this somewhere erosion occurs? And Ricky Tiki Tavi just like looks at me like, what is this kid talking about? And he goes, uh, yes, it is. Because it was like running water erosion. It's just they go hand in hand. But me thinking like I'm such a, a smart and intelligent, I'm like looking around the group, like eyeing him up like, hey, did you guys, did you guys happen to hear what I, word I just used? I just uh, said erosion. I don't know if you guys learned that in school, but I'm like a pretty pretty smart guy with a pretty big vocabulary just wanted everyone to know that i know about erosion and that scene replays in my head all the time i don't know why that question came out of my mind is this where erosion would occur he was talking about like grass and stuff talking about like hey we can play volleyball later tonight or something we can we, maybe we'll go set up our tents yeah uh we'll get back to tents in a second is there any erosion here actually hmm Ricky Tiki Tavi, would you say erosion occurs in this specific area, class? I don't see. I didn't see anyone else ask that question. I'm asking for all of us here. I wish I could take that question back. Uh, no one was very impressed. I don't think it. Uh, no one. No one cheered and patted me on the back for that question. No one awed and gasped and went, "What? What is erosion? I have no idea what he's talking about." Could someone, Aaron? Could you please explain erosion to me? You must be the wisest Boy Scout here. In that same camp, we uh we were sleeping in one of these tents that were like a it's like a double sider. So there is uh if you don't know what a double sider is, there's two sides to it. And then like in the middle of the tent, so you got like four people on one side, and there's a little divider with like a zipper that you can open or close, and there's another side of like four people. So there's eight people crammed to this tent, maybe six. You know, somewhere in that number. Uh it was all boys. Because the girls always got their own tents. Uh and remember boys get a little rowdy. Uh, so I remember I'm lying in the at night, just lying in my sleeping bag, eyes closed, getting ready for bed, when I get clocked in the noggin by a damn shoe. Who throws a shoe? Honestly. Like, uh, it, it, it hurt. Like, it was sore. It, uh, it took me by surprise. I didn't defend myself. I, I got dirt in my eye. And I, was, I didn't probably didn't react. That's a, I don't know. I've just, whenever I get hurt physically, I'm always like, be tough. Which I think I think all guys are like taught that way. Like, don't show pain, don't show emotion, be strong. Even like today, uh, like in today's day and age, like I still uh, UPS trucks. I said like there's a door that goes from the back where I'm that goes from the cab into the back, and it's like a sliding steel door that you have to keep closed all the time. And in my little seat, my jumper seat uh, is on the same wall as that door. So when I'm buckling in my seatbelt, my left elbow goes in like the door frame and two days ago i'm like buckling my seatbelt at the same time like jeff comes out and like closes the door like just 
you know, swings it shut behind you. Like if you're quickly going to close something and that steel door just slams on my elbow and it's like really bruised right now. And it's like really sore and it hurts, but I didn't even react whatsoever. I was more concerned. Like, I hope this doesn't bleed and Jeff's going to have to like ask me if I'm okay. And if I need first aid, I'd feel bad that I'd inconvenience Jeff like that by getting hurt by him slamming the door on my elbow. Uh, and so all I did, all I really did ended up doing was like, um, just making sure now that like whenever I see the door is open, I'm like keeping my elbows out of it. I'm not putting on my seatbelt until that door is closed. You know, I had to learn from it. And like, I mean, I'm just like very reckless with my body. Like I'm covered in bruises today and like on my wrists and elbows and legs. Cause I just like, I toss it around to things and just bang into stuff all the time. Very reckless with my limbs and they're just loosely dangling around, whacking into things. What was I talking about again? Um, a shoe. I got hit in the face by a shoe. So I, I didn't even react. No one, I don't even know if anyone really knew I got hit by the shoe. I just was like, I got, thunk. oh, it hit me in the eye. So I just kind of grabbed the shoe. Didn't know, I knew it came from the other side of the tent behind me because the zipper thing was open. So I just kind of like picked it up and like threw it over my back behind me and hit another kid in the face. And he immediately starts crying. He goes, someone threw a shoe at me. <laughs> and he starts crying and sobbing. Like what a baby dude um i mean people listening to this you you know who this person is i'm not going to call them out and like ridicule them for being being a baby as a eight-year-old or whatever we were 12 year old 10 year old one of those numbers but if you are listening to this you know who you are and i can't believe you cried and tried to get me in trouble you went and got a went and got a leader and said they're, they're throwing shoes in here and i got hit in the face by a shoe like so did i and i didn't make a peep about it and now because no, because you cried out about getting hurt. You get to play the victim card, and I don't get to do anything. Uh, but I never got found out for that. And I just that just riled my gears. That you know, some people can't take a shoe to the dome. Some people take a shoe to the noggin, and they just whine about it. And others of us just you know, we use it to get stronger, and we build upon that pain by withstanding UPS trucks. I got hit by a UPS truck, and I didn't whine about it. No, I kept my mouth shut and delivered my packages with a swollen elbow. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's anything else about Boy Scouts that I remember. I uh, I had a good amount of badges. I never like filled out my entire thing, but I had a. I think like I filled out the front of it. Oh, Cub Car races! I have a great picture of me in my Cub Car. I came second place in Cub Car races. I designed my car. We painted them. I'm Ryan made an Aston Martin. Uh, his was painted very well. I think his mom helped him though. Big, I think Big Gira helped him paint that car. Um, but my car, I was the only one that really, really smartly designed mine, like aerodynamically. Uh, so I had like, um, imagine uh, a car. First, imagine a car. Now, my block of wood was shaped like that. I had carved my block of wood into a car shape. Uh, so it was like a curved roof, and then it dips back down and then up into a fin. And then it's like a flat back. So kind of like a, maybe like a NASCAR shape. Uh, so like smooth curved front up to top peak, curves back down and then back up to a fin and then flat back. I, uh, I mean, I still have it at home. I got a little, uh, when you, when you win, they take your car and glue it on top of the trophy. So you can be like, this is the second place car. And I think I ripped it off the trophy so I could still like drive my car around like, meow, 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 meow because it was like a toy i was a kid 
Um, but I had a, I had really long hair uh, back then. And a lot of the dads were upset because they thought like I was a girl just like dumpstering all these guys in cub car races. There were some insecure dads there worried that this little girl was somehow in Boy Scouts just crushing people. But nope, I was just a long-haired boy with very frail bones and very nice skin. Very nice face too. I, I mean, if you look at the pictures, I looked like a woman. My hair was... It was probably shorter length because I just didn't want to cut it. I think that's like a thing guys go through, boys go through where they just don't want to cut their hair. They like it being long and like, I'm rebellious. I don't get haircuts. I remember I used to be able to uh, to chew on it. I'd like pull it from behind my ears and like just put it on my mouth and chew on it. I wasn't uh, big into bathing either back then. I thought like when my hair was like really hard and greasy, that was like a good thing. I was like, this is healthy hair. This is cool. I can like whatever way I put it, it just like stays there because there's so much grease in it. I didn't start regularly showering until uh, like eighth grade. I was a bath boy. I love taking baths. And I, st- I still love taking baths to this day because you don't really have to do anything. Showers, you have to stand. Baths, you just get to lie down and just relax in the warm water filled with your own filth. It's very nice and soothing. Oh, oh how do the cars race? I guess you're probably wondering that. I said I came second place. Uh, it's uh, kind of like, like how they do marble races or something like that. So it's just a big ramp that uh, goes down and then flattens out and all the cars are like have like the blocker in front of them and then when they they pull a lever and the blockers drop for everybody and the cars just roll down and my car was just crushing people like first place first place first place in all my heats and then and the finals i finally got to the finals i got second place and it was tough i remember who won but it was a kid that looked like a boy not a kid that looked like a little girl but i got photos that was my first and only cub car races and i came second place uh, I wanted my car to be uh, Austin Power themed, so I had like the uh, the male symbol on it, not like uh, male the gender, not like male in your mailbox. Uh, and it was painted blue or purple. I still I still don't know. Uh, it was one of those two colors though. Uh, and I think the the male sign was yellow. And I, I think I might have painted some other stuff on it. But yeah, in my head I was like, I want to make the the Austin Powers mobile. Which I don't know why I was watching Austin Powers back then. That movie is filthy and just full of innuendos. And I was not that old. I was in, I would have been in fifth grade. Okay, if I was in fifth grade, I can figure out how old I was in Boy Scouts. In Cub Scouts, this was probably my, I was only in Cubs for a year because you age out of it. I think by sixth grade, I was a Boy Scout. Uh, so 2005 was when I finished grade five, which means I would have been 11 years old. So 10, 11 would be when I was in Boy Scouts. Yeah, and I looked like a girl. But those were those were some times. There wasn't a lot of things that really stood out to me. I was never good at tying knots. There was, like, we'd have some meetings where you'd go in. You never really knew what you were going to do every time you show up to the church. Uh, you just go down to the basement. The scouts always met in the basement first. The, the cubs always met, like, just in the upstairs room. I guess they were, I guess because there were boy scouts meeting in the basement. Was there? No, there wasn't. Uh, cause bo- c- boy scouts met on Mondays, cub scouts met on Wednesdays. I went to uh, sea cadets too once, uh, which really sucked. It was way worse than boy scouts or cub scouts. Uh, I remember we drove way out. I don't know where it was. Ryan's dad drove us, so I guess Ryan's dad wanted to, like him to like get into it to like learn discipline. Uh, we drove out like way out north somewhere in like the middle of nowhere, the boonies, and just like washed a boat. That's like. <laughs> on those like big bolt boat stands like the the y-shaped boat holders 
we just like washed a boat the entire time we were there as all these dads like stood around outside talking drinking coffees and smoking cigarettes and like scrub over there yeah scrub that boy here come get this bucket hey boy fetch me some more cigarettes you know and i'm just like this is absolutely horrible i don't know why i would ever want to do this like i thought we'd be on the water sailing but instead we're just washing a guy's boat so that sucked and i only i only ever went to one of those i was like mom don't let me go back to that 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 was terrible i don't even know if ryan like did that more and more often than once yeah but uh yeah cub scouts i was in it for her three years i want to say like grade five six and seven maybe five six seven eight four years something like that but i mean i can't complain i i don't know what i learned i was pretty popular there, though i was uh we played a lot of dodgeball and i'm not a thrower i'm a dodger i was like a lanky kid so i would like always be last up but i'd never i'd never be able to like win if i was in a last man situation because i can't throw hard at all i don't i got these little had these like little noodle arms so there's no i had no accuracy most of the time if i throw something i just like end up like throwing it straight at the ground or like throwing it way too high or like wide right or just like so soft people just catch it we play with volleyballs those like volleyballs with like smiley faces on them yeah so i would uh, i would last a while but uh i'd never win i shipped to shore i could win because it was like you just have to memorize four directions and just run to that direction i don't know if there were many other games we played oh there was that there was some other game we played where we'd someone would sit in a chair in the middle and we'd form a circle around them and i think we'd turn all the lights off and they'd have to they'd be blindfolded the person in the middle would be blindfolded and there would be um there i think there's like rope under the chair or something like short little strands of rope and the leaders would tap someone on the shoulder and they'd have to like sneakily try and get up to the person in the chair grab the object from below the chair and then bring it back to their spot and the person who was blindfolded had to like point in the direction that they heard the person coming from and if you get pointed at then you you failed and you got to go sit down or whatever i don't know what that game is called but we played that a good amount too and i think i was i was okay at it i was okay at it um other games you played i don't i don't really recall uh if we played them anymore yeah, that's all I really remember. I still have my first knife that I bought for, for Cub Scouts. I remember the stick I got, uh, we had to whittle for, we had to whittle down a stick for a walking stick for one of our camps. And then you'd like take that walking stick, you could like carve symbols into it. And some people like put like a lacquer on it so it'd be really smooth and stuff, sanded it down. I picked a dead stick for, I didn't really know what I was doing. So I just picked like a thick dead stick. I couldn't whittle the shit out of it. Like, it was useless. They had a bunch of knots sticking out of it. That stick, I think I threw it out after I whittled it one time. Ryan had a really nice stick. He uh, he didn't whittle off all the bark, so the bottom was almost like a horse hoof of, like, thick bark, the stuff that's going in the ground. And then it was, like, super smooth and sanded going all the way up. He, like, carved his name into it and carved symbols into it. My stick, I wanted to, like, go for, like, a Gandalf vibe where it looked, like, all, like, curvy and ratchety and, like, magic. And I ended up just with a, a, a crappy dead stick that hurt my hands. Yeah, so that was disappointing. I didn't really get the cool walking stick. But I got a knife out of it, which I guess is cool. I still have it. Sometimes I slept with it on my pillow if I ever thought there was going to be a burglar. And I'm like, I gotta be prepared in case someone breaks into my room. I, I can have like a dull knife to at least defend myself. Yeah, but other than that, um, that's about all I got for you. We're, these podcasts do extend in length. Like We've been over an hour for the past couple weeks. 
I wonder how last week's went for you guys. Uh, didn't really hear anything back from anybody. I heard that the episode before where I talked about the shows I watched wasn't a very popular one with somebody. So hopefully we can improve on that. And I, I kind of agree. I uh, When talking about the show I watched, I was very focused on like, well, if they haven't seen the show, I want to get them as much description as possible so they can like visualize it in my he- in their head and know what I'm talking about. When really I should have just been like, here's kind of what happens. Here's what I thought about it and how it made me feel. And then maybe that would inspire you to go check it out rather than give you the entire synopsis of Big Timber and uh, describe exactly how the ASMR videos work when you could have just watched an ASMR video. But, you know, we live and we learn. We uh, we improve on these things. You got to make mistakes to learn how to fix mistakes. So I'm fine with that. That's the way it goes. Uh, other than that, I don't know what else I got for you. Hopefully, it's only 7 o'clock. I could probably edit some Weekly Wander and hopefully put that out, at least part one out tomorrow on friday so it'll be after this podcast because i'm gonna have to uh, upload it when i get home from work tomorrow then we're getting into the weekend uh which ethan and i have saved our one day of weed for either friday or saturday so that'll be fun something to look forward to uh also order food one night you know i get paid every friday now ups pays a friday friday weekly friday uh so that's exciting i also um what else? That? What else? Also, probably about my skating lessons. I got a I got a line of credit. If that's interesting to anybody, I applied for one through my bank TD, and they like, nah, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna give you that small amount of money you asked for. The I asked for the minimum, uh, and they said no. And then BMO offered me for nothing, pre-approved, uh, triple that. And I'm like, I'm gonna take you up on that. So I used that to pay off the remainder of my car loan because there was a lower interest rate on the line of credit than my loan was. So that kind of felt good. I saved some money there. And I don't have my $320 loan payments coming out of my bank account every every month now. So that's kind of cool. Uh, and since I'm working more, uh, I'm going to have a little extra money coming to next year. So hopefully if UPS doesn't you know, hire me back on, I'll have like a, a little buffer before I got to find another job. That's cool. That's neat. Um, this podcast, I had a lot more things to talk about last night uh, when I was just like trying to sleep and my brain just turned on and had all these things popping out of my head. Oh, and I wish I I wish I wrote some of them. Maybe I did write some of them down, actually. Hold on. Let me pull up the notes. I definitely wrote something down last night when I was thinking of... Let's see, I'm just going to read you whatever the last thing I wrote in my note was. Maybe a live reaction to it. I got a pee too again. I drank a lot of water to prepare for this. And I drank a crushed cream soda. I was feeling uh, feeling generous to myself the other day. So I bought a rainbow pack of soda with the the grape cream soda and orange in bark root beer. Would a wolf help? It's the last thing I wrote down. Uh, oh, I know what that was about. Uh, I was thinking about uh, werewolves. <laughs> and how it's a pretty dumb superpower. He's like, hey, um... We're stuck in this situation. What are we going to do? And the werewolf guy's like, oh, would a wolf help here? Would a, you know, is the wolf handy? I, I can turn into a wolf. That's about all I can offer you. Where's, where's, help, there's a there's a kid stuck in a well. Would a wolf help? Would that, would that help you? Would the lack of opposable thumbs? Do we have too many opposable thumbs right now? You want some less? You want to have less ability to communicate with me and I can only bark at you? Hey, l- let me know. Offer's on the table. That was just, you know wrote that down thought thought i could do something with that no apparently i didn't write down anything for, oh that's because i've just read my uh my dumb thoughts 
not my podcast notes. Podcast topics. Boy Scouts. God damn it. Oh, liking my 11 year old comment. That's kind of a nifty thing. This, this is a dumb little story, but read Lupus Warrior 55 on YouTube. Started uploading again, and I was looking at his old channel. Well, the same channel, but his old videos. And I found on my same a comment from my same YouTube account that uh, not Aaron the Brock, my other, I have another Aaron Brock YouTube channel that has uh, Hulk Hogan as a profile pic, which so does my Gmail account because I guess they're linked. And I didn't know that my uh, my profile pic on Gmail uh, showed up on other people's emails. So I was sending like a lot of work emails and stuff like that, like over the past couple years, like every email I've sent from this Gmail account has had Hulk Hogan as a profile picture. I never realized it until this year. And I didn't change it because I like it. I think it's cool. It's not like, it's actually Hulk Hogan walking out of the water on a beach. And he's like uh, squeezing his cheeks. Uh, but yeah, I was looking at one of Reed's old videos. And I saw an 11-year-old comment from myself. And it was very cool to just like go click like on my own comment. Like future Aaron, supporting past Aaron. Like, hey, we were both here at some point. I thought that was a little nifty, cool thing. You know, there's a little anecdote. But I think that's all I got. I'm... I'm scrambling here. I'm scrounging for topics, but uh, we're we're doing well at this thing. I think this is my my weekly pat myself on the back. I'm doing well. I am. I think I'm in the best shape physically and mentally. I haven't been working out like lifting weights and stuff in a while, but I'm not too worried about it because we've been doing yoga every morning and I've been walking a ton. So like I'm getting exercise. It's just maybe I'm not building a ton of muscle mass, but I'm carrying parcels around all the time. So I'm always doing like weighted walks. And, you know, lifting things up, putting them down. So I'm, I'm looking good. I was admiring myself in the mirror sometimes. I'm like, hey, I'm kind of a good-looking guy. I'm kind of a handsome feller. Maybe it's time to get on the dating scene and see, what the, see if the ladies agree. I also really hope if UPS does hiring back on that I can get, like, one of the uniforms with, like, the shorts. Like, maybe, like, a, a really, like, short, short brown shorts and, like, the, like, a tight UPS polo and then, like, fit it with, like, this mustache I have going on. I think that'd be a great look all brown like a seven inch inseam so the shorts are like riding up my thighs i think that'd be cool just delivering packages with like aviators on like here you go what can brown do for you i think that'd be cool but you know what else i really got a piece so i'm gonna wrap up this podcast sorry that's that's all i got for you uh enjoy the outro uh remember please remember if you've already forgotten send me some audio clips of what you guys think of the podcast preferably negative things if you want to send me a positive thing and a negative thing that'd be cool too and then i can like choose which one you know just if you want to support this channel it's the it's the least you could do honestly like i'm giving you guys this stuff for free i'm not asking for financial support i'm going to get that from the countless sponsors i'm going to get once we hit 50 listeners and then this thing blows up and you can be part of that blow up by helping me make this trailer so Send me your audio clips to aaron.brockcreations at gmail.com. Link in the description. And have yourselves a fantastic week. Latest. Hey, you did a great job listening to this podcast. And I really think you're going to do a great job again next week. So be sure to tune in to Aaron Air Out every Friday on Spotify, Google, and Apple. Also, find me on YouTube at Aaron the Brock. Take it easy, folks. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed your stay. Now take what you learned and have a great day. Aaron.